Christ is in our midst. He is and ever shall be. Today, dearly beloved, we celebrate the first Saturday of souls as is appointed in the Triodian, which we began just, a, uh, just several weeks ago. Now this first Saturday in pre-Lent, in which we celebrate the divine liturgy, and we pray the Trisagian prayers of mercy for all those who have departed this life before us, as it said in one of the lit- as it says in the litanies of Vespers. Now I would like to begin this homily with a wonderful quote from Saint John Maximovich of Shanghai and France and, and, uh, and San Francisco, in which he says, "Man is created for immortality, and Christ, by His resurrection." through open the gates of the kingdom of heaven and eternal blessedness to those who believe in him and live righteously. Our earthly life is preparation for the future and our death is the end of that preparation. The gospel reading today has a lot to do with what St. John Maximovich is talking about here. He says our earthly life is preparation for the future. And St. Luke tells us of what Christ says about preparing in this life. To not be anxious over things that are going on in the world. For these things have to take place. These things have to happen. But don't be anxious about them. Our life should be focused on focusing on our Lord. In the Synaxarian for today, we read today that, it, it, that today is specifically set aside to remember those who have completed this life. Our loved ones who have departed this life and as we pray and that, who have departed this life and we pray for those, those people that have departed this life, especially on this First Saturday in Great Lent. To pray for all those who have reposed, especially for those who are posed in a way in which they could not receive an Orthodox funeral service. Simply put, we remember today, my friends, those who have gone before us and pray for those who have gone before us, not only for their spiritual benefit but for our spiritual benefit as well. By remembering those who have departed, as it is outlined in the Synaxodian, should also cause us to reflect, my friends, on our own deaths and reflect on the fact that the resurrection of the body on that dread, on that dread judgment day is sharing in the glory of our Lord's resurrection which we will be celebrating here in just a few short weeks, I think as I have said several times in a homily, at least once that I know of. Remembering our loved ones on any Saturday of the souls in the hope of the resurrection would not be possible if it were not for Christ's holy resurrection. What makes all the difference, my friends, is that resurrection. Our Lord's victory over death. 
and his triumph over sin and the devil are events that not only Jesus' disciples experienced and those of the time experienced and was not only an event that happened some 2,000 years ago in a historical sense, but it is a reality we experience every Sunday and every liturgical year at Pascha, especially at Pascha. As we see countless times throughout the Holy Scriptures, the disciples themselves, we see this, that they were not necessarily transformed while they followed Jesus in his earthly ministry. Because at the time, they still saw him as the Messiah who came to establish an earthly kingdom, to overthrow Roman rule is what they saw him as. But there is absolutely no denying the transformation they experienced by becoming witnesses and partakers to his life-giving resurrection and truly encountering the risen Lord. They knew he was a man. They knew him to be also God. But they knew him in all his glory when they witnessed the empty tomb, my friends. This experience of the resurrection transformed them and it empowered them. These same disciples who had once been dominated by fear, which St. Luke talks about in his gospel today. They had been, they had been consumed by doubt, self-preservation had now become bold, courageous, and were willing to sacrifice all for the sake of our risen Lord. They became confessors of the faith in the face of torture, most even offering, most even offering up the ultimate sacrifice, that of martyrdom. We are not all called to be martyrs, my friends. Don't get me wrong. But we are all called to proclaim the risen Lord, which is martyrdom. Martyria means to be a witness for Christ. And not, like unso, and not, like so, not unlike so many who had come after them, my friends. Look on the walls of our church and see those who have proclaimed Christ's resurrection. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, if the reality of the resurrection had the power to so radically transform so many some 2,000 years ago, I assure you that the same transformative power of the resurrection is available to us right now. As St. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians and as St. John exhorts in his possible homily, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? And we'll get to hear this again in a couple of weeks. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. When he cried out on the cross, it is finished. It was not a cry of death or defeat. He was not saying that, that, that it is done, that I have been defeated, but it was a cry of triumph and of resurrection. And celebrating the resurrection of Christ, my friends, 
whether it be at Pascha or any Sunday of the liturgical year, again, we do not simply celebrate a historical event that happened sometime in the past, some 2,000 years ago. We celebrate an event that reaches across time and it affects each and every one of us today, right now. Because of Christ's resurrection, every baptized Christian who draws near to our Lord can say, because of the resurrection of Christ, He lives. Therefore, I too shall live. Christ lives. Therefore, I too have passed from death to life. Christ lives. Therefore, I too have at my disposal the same power that raised Him from the dead. Christ lives. Therefore, I too have the victory. But we have to desire this, my friends. We have to want this. We have to keep our eyes on Christ. No matter what is going on out in the world, as St. Luke says. No matter what. So, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I pray, let us not forget those who've gone before us. Let us remember them, not only on this Saturday of souls, but each and every day. Let us pray for them. And let us always remember, remember that our prayers for them should be that, as well as us, share in the glory of Christ's resurrection. So as the Kentuckian for the Saturday of Souls says, Those that have departed from us and from these fleeting things, do thou settle in the tabernacles of thy chosen, and grant them rest with the righteous, O immortal Savior. For though as men they have sinned on earth, thou art the word who art free of sin. Forgive them their failings, both voluntary and involuntary. With one voice we may cry out for them. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.